This is Wholesaling Houses Elite, the no fluff and BS podcast with tips and tricks to help you become an elite wholesaler. Our guest will spill the beans on what it takes to be the best. Hey, elite members, this is Max Maxwell. Welcome to the Wholesaling Houses Elite podcast. And today my guest is William Dennis. Now, you guys might remember if you listen to the past episodes of uh, this show, William is in South Florida, and William and I have grown to be pretty cool buddies. But William, just to recap, if you haven't heard the last previous podcast, William usually, uh, he he used to work at Merrill Lynch. He got fired, and um, within the first six months, he pumped out a $40,000 wholesale deal. So if you haven't watched that one, make sure you go listen to that. I think that was episode two or three. doesn't seem that long ago, but we took a break from the podcast, and now we're back. So go check out episode three, I believe it is, uh, William Dennis. But now William... He's still in South Florida, and uh, he's recently, he's doing fix and flips now. I've seen crazy, beautiful pictures. I don't know who your photographer is, but crazy. But anyways, William, welcome to the show again. How are you doing today? Thank you, Max. No, I'm doing great, man. I'm doing great. How are you? Pretty well, man. So kind of kind of tell me what's been going on, just like in a nutshell here recently, you're doing flips. That's right. So how, how did you how did you get into that? How long have you been in the business now? It's not even a year yet, has it? Uh, April 15th will be a year officially. Okay. So yeah. we're a couple of days away from yeah. probably when this airs, it'd probably be the uh, the one year. So now you're one year and you're doing fix and flips in South Florida. So tell me, tell me, how did you get in? How did you go from wholesaling? You're still wholesaling, but how are you getting into fix and flips? Yeah. So since the last time that we were on the podcast, right, that was my biggest wholesale deal uh, to date back then. And, um, mm-hmm. not long after my, you know, because of that deal, that was my first deal, um, with a private capital partner. So that was my first deal that we actually took down. Mm-hmm. Um, and three weeks ago we actually did the closing on the flip and, uh, that, that was, that was a, a huge deal on the back end as well. That was cool. So you were able, I forgot you, you actually wholesaled it and still had equity in the flip side of it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 72,000 on the back end. Wow. So that was a monster, monster deal. Yeah. <laughs> Man. So de- yeah, that, it, re- it reminds me now. Definitely go back and listen to that podcast. Now you're fixing and flipping. How is the wholesaling side of things going in South Florida, which is everybody deems to be a very competitive market? It is extremely competitive. Um, you know, we, we've moved away. I mean, even on the last podcast, um, I had mentioned with the mail, right? We're, we're not doing that. We, we haven't done that since. Not, nothing's changed on there. Mm-hmm. We are looking, like we were talking the other day, we're looking to bring up some more mail now. Mm-hmm. Um, very targeted niche list that, um, you know, we're just trying to test it with our other marketing channels and trying to augment it with the mail as well. Um, but again, very laser focused targeting, not high equity, none of that stuff. No, no blanketing with the mail. So, yeah, I mean, we started moving into fix and flips, mm-hmm. which uh, hasn't flipped down our wholesaling. On the contrary, um, I'd say that our wholesale business, um, yes, we do sell to other investors. We have two wholesale deals that are closing uh, next week that are some pretty sizable deals as well. Mm-hmm. Those are closing out to uh, buyers that are not my own. Um, but the cherry pick deals, as you like to call them, definitely come within our fix and flip uh, business. They're two separate entities, but you know, one sells to the other and, and both businesses make money. So that, that's a beautiful thing. But the fix and flips is wonderful because 
I have uh, an uncle who's a, who's a GC and he really runs everything on the fix and flip side. That way I can, you know, I, my highest and best use of my time is underwriting and looking for deals and, and finding better ways to market and ways to fill up the wholesale pipeline, right? Because it feeds the other business. So, so when you say your uncle's a GC for people that are not sure that that's a general contractor, right? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So he's, he, he's in construction, um, owns quite a bit of real, real estate himself. So he has a property management business too. So, you know, I mean, he's very familiar with the business. So it kind of, it, it works out wonderful. So now that you get to play on both sides of the field, and I, and I say that because a lot of wholesalers never see the side of the actual fix and flip business. Have you gotten better at your numbers to understand what your numbers need to be? Yeah, I'd say absolutely. Um, you know, I'm on my, we're on our sixth rehab um, right now. And, uh, that's from October to now. So we've been, we've been cranking out pretty much one a month. Mm -hmm. We're looking to build up that number. My number, um, I would like it to be 35, uh, rehabs in the month, in the year of 2018. Um, so we're, we're definitely on track to hit that. But what, what I've learned primarily from it is, you know, you look, you, you tend to look at the numbers very differently when you're running a budget on, on the other side. So you, you do tend to find out, you know, what, what the rehab actually costs and, and the, the, I like to call it the oops money. Mm -hmm. So you, you find that out really quickly, like on our rehab that, that we flipped out in, in Kendall, Miami, that had a, a big oops, right. With plumbing that we were talking about with the copper plumbing. One of the big questions with a lot of new wholesalers and people in the game is that finding the price, the rehab price. Have you gotten better at it? What are some tips you found? Do you do the square footage method? Do you just know what things cost? Or do you leave that to your uncle when you actually get a house under contract? I mean, we, this is the best way I could put it to you. Yes, my actual numbers have gotten better. If it's a sight unseen offer that we're making, because we actually have had two, we've moved more into, and I guess we'll get into that in a second, but we've moved more into trying to docu-sign contracts over the phone, um, sight unseen. Mm -hmm. So if we could do it, we're in such a competitive market that that has to be done. You're in a very competitive market. So what advantage do you have by putting houses under contract over the phone with motivated sellers? What does that look like? Well, the biggest thing is I have equitable interest now. Now I control the deal. So if I can get you to DocuSign, right, and you're the decision maker before I come out to your house, sometimes more often rather than not, it might not be tomorrow. Like if you and I are, you're a motivated mm -hmm. seller, right? I'm on the phone with you or my team's on the phone with you. Well, you might not be able to meet me tomorrow. So maybe you tell me, oh, well, you know, mm -hmm. what about next week on Monday? Do you know how many things can happen from today to next week on Monday? I'm not the only one playing in this pond. Yeah. So if I get you to lock it in with me via DocuSign, well, now I'm secured on the A to B side, on the front side. So if you or God knows how many other wholesalers that are here come along, mm -hmm. it's already under contract. So, so you got to you, you deal with me at least. You know what I mean? Absolutely. That makes a lot of sense. So do you ever negotiate? Do you, do you ever put it off? Do you ever? I don't do it that way. Obviously, I'm not in the most competitive market like you are. But now you put a house on a contract over the phone. I, like, I, I still want to go deeper because I'm, I'm learning as I'm speaking to you. Sure. Is there a calculator that you follow? Is it, is it within the margin? So, for example, let's just keep the numbers simple. We know your numbers are not like that. Do you play around with 70% of ARV? Is it, is it hot in that market or is it in a hotter market like you are? Can you bump that number up? 
I do have to p- bump that number up. Uh, most of the times we play in the 80% of ARV. Okay. So it's ARV times 80%. I usually use a square footage rule. Uh, my brother-in-law who's my partner. He's the lead manager. He does an awesome job at what he, at what he does. Mm-hmm. From him seeing me on my rehabs, he's learned as well. And I tell him, hey, Anthony, you know, a floor is five grand, you know, on a 1300 square foot house. And, and you got to buy 1600 square feet of floor just to have some extra, right? Correct, yeah. Like that. The or like oops, a kitchen. The oops stuff. Yeah, the oops stuff, right? Because people think, oh, I'll buy 1300 square feet of floor. You need more because <laughs> you're going to cut it. Yeah, we usually buy 10% more. Yeah. Right, 100%. So, you know, little things. Things like that, like a roof. Now we know what a roof costs, right? I've, I've done four roofs now and it's, and it's not fun. So if you don't build that into your calculation and your profit margin is 35 grand, let's say, well, if a roof costs 10 to 15 grand, that kind of eats away at your margin, right? That, that just became half a deal pretty much. You're getting these houses on the contract over the phone. You've now got better at the numbers and sometimes you have to go out and renegotiate, I'm assuming. Yeah. And, and I was going to talk about that on, the, on my last deal here. So that, that's actually something. Okay. Let's back it up because n- now you've got two separate entities. Let's kind of focus on the wholesaling stuff. What does your wholesaling side of your company look like, right? And how many people, personnel, you talk about uh, your brother-in-law, Anthony, which I've met uh, when I was at your birthday um, a few months ago down in, in Miami. Tell me what your company looks like, who works in your office and all that type of stuff. Well, as of right now, we, we have a pretty, uh, we still have a pretty bootstrap operation looking to change that up here. We're actually in the, in the works of doing that. We're trying to create the best decision as to what route that looks like. We are going to have to get an office. I want to get an office for accountability purposes and also for the camaraderie. And, you know, I'm talking about that with you. So you're telling me, you're telling me you're doing these deals. You're at home. Anthony's at home. Your other staff is at home. You guys are working virtually, essentially, right? So you, so you essentially don't need an office. No, you don't. You definitely don't. But for what we want to do, Absolutely. which is build up a sales floor, and we want to increase that pipeline from here to here, um, and locally, you know, to get some snipers on the phone, we definitely need that office so you know we can run it correctly and it can be as efficient as possible. Um, that's the model that we're looking to build out. Technology with salesmanship in-house. That's what we're looking to do with support virtually from virtual assistants. That's, that's the model that we're playing with. Now go over your personnel. Tell me who you, who you have working with you. Well, my partner is my, my brother-in-law, right? And this is strictly on the wholesale side. Anthony is, is the lead manager, right? And, and among other things, but he is the client facing, if you will, right? The, the motivated sellers come through him first. He does comps. He's, mm-hmm. you know, he's very, very sharp when it comes to all this stuff. And he's learned a lot um, from, from being in the business. So he'll negotiate over the phone and he's gotten really good at hammering down people on the phone. And by that, I mean, pre-qualifying them. So pre-qualifying them correctly. So I, when I go out on an appointment and now we're, we're looking to hire an acquisition manager. So by the way, if anybody's listening in South Florida, hit me up. I'm hiring. Oh my God. <laughs> You're going to get bombarded after this. Yeah. No, well, listen, I, I want, I want one quality person, maybe two. So with that being said, you know, that way I'm not going out to appointments on, on time wasters, you know? Mm -hmm. So, you know, he's gotten better at specific questions and, and telling people like, for example, we change the expectations on the phone. And what do I mean by that? Before our expectation was, oh, well, you know, yeah, we'll go out there and we'll take a look at the house, right? 
And if somebody told us that, a motivated seller would tell us that. That tone has completely shifted. So I changed that entire shift. And, and, and I, you know, we told Anthony that and said, look, we need to say, look, we don't look at houses. We don't go view houses. We buy houses. So if we send somebody out there, are the decision makers going to be there? Oh, no, no, no. All right. Well, give us a time when somebody, when all the decision makers are going to be there. All right. At 6 p.m. Okay, great. Listen, if I send somebody out there and we can agree on a price, are you ready to sign a contract? Because we're going out there to buy the house, not to view the house. Just simple lines like that to hammer them. So that's important. I'm actually going to implement that starting tomorrow with Leica. But that, that makes sense. So, so you're saying you're getting them on the phone and you're telling the motivated seller that, hey, I'm actually going to buy your house. I don't want to come look at it. So make sure that when I'm coming, you are there to make that decision. If I decide that I want to buy it, I want to buy it. Yeah. And, you know, that goes back to, um, you know, inspecting what you expect. Right. And that is a huge shift that we had. I went to a mastermind event in Miami, which a buddy of mine, Ray, ran it. Amazing event. And one of the major things there, there was some high level guys there. Um, it was that clarity of going back and saying, hey, we need to have such a an expectation, right? A right expectation of what we expect mm -hmm. as as the investors, right? So you got to remember, right? And I'm, I know you know this, but you know, to everyone who's listening, these motivated sellers, they've probably only bought one real estate asset transaction in their life. They have no idea what's going on. So for you to assume that they know what you know, it's, and I've, I'm guilty of it too. You have to coach them, guide them, right? And you set the expectation yeah. of how that transaction is going to go. That's the most crucial thing. And that's the whole phone call Got it. from the beginning. So, so that's how you get what the result that you want. That's how we found. Anthony has a lot of confidence now, and he, he's, he's letting them know oh, yeah. that, hey, we're, we don't want to waste our time viewing your house. I hope you're ready to actually sell your house because we're going to actually come and buy your house. Right? So, right. And, and, you know, at the end of the day, we, this is a John Martinez thing. John Martinez. Shout out to John Martinez, by the way. He's, he's in one of the masterminds I'm in. He, he's a beast. So, you know, we, we stopped being eager buyers right? Like that, that, that has gone away a long time ago. Yeah. So when I'm at somebody's house, I mean, now it's kind of a little bit different. I always, I always like to think that I had that confidence even before I had the ability to close on all these transactions. But certainly when I walk into a house now, I, I more than, more than more often than not, I'm like, listen, you know what? I'm just not the guy for you. And, and I'll tell them right there. I'm like, you should probably sell it with a realtor. And that is called going negative. And I, and I tell you what, that John Martinez thing, and if you guys don't know John Martinez, we're friends, but seriously, the way that he teaches you how to sell, you should definitely look at it. Um, the name of his company is the Midwest Revenue Group, and no, he's not paying for this plug. I'm just really telling you, if you want to be good at walking in the house and selling, you need to go see John Martinez. Agreed. I don't know what his course has cost because I've never bought it. I'm just telling you, being with the guy and, and hearing some things from third party like yourself, I have it, it's the truth, and I use it. He's a beast. My last, and I don't go on a lot of appointments, but for my last appointments, I'm five for five. Yeah, it's uh, it's scary when when you take away when you actually give somebody the ability to to say no. When when you give that motivated seller the ability to say no, and you say, hey, listen, you know what? I got a lot of other houses to view. Maybe I'm just not your guy. Man, don't and, give and, too and much. Let them go to John's course because it's it's like you're giving them pieces, but it's good. You're right. Giving giving a seller the opportunity to say no, 
Because Martinez talks about the only true deal killers are maybe or I'll talk to you tomorrow or something like that. But it, it, it goes way beyond that. But we see your structure, your team. Do you have any uh, remote employees, virtual assistants? Yeah, I have one. Yeah, we used to have two now. What is he or she's role and responsibility? You're probably making a deal right now, aren't you? Yeah, I'm actually texting on a deal. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't mean to be rude. Yeah, so they're, they're, they pull probate records for us. They do some skip tracing for us. They have like, I don't know, 14, 15 SOPs now, standard operating procedures that we, we filmed and screen shared exactly what they need to do. So they, they have, they have a multitude of tasks that they do daily. Um, they'll, they'll follow up on some leads, you know, like listening to, to callbacks and stuff like that and, uh, filtering them into podio. They do a number of things really. So a lot of administrative things right now for you. Correct. Yeah. And it's all the mundane tasks that, you know, we, we don't need to be involved in. It's three in your company, your company of three, you're doing well. Right. Let's talk about some marketing stuff. Tell me like some of your top two marketing channels that you're doing right now. Um, you say you're not doing mail, but you're going to slowly test to try to get into something, do some real targeting mail pieces. Yeah. Tell me kind of what, what's working for you right now. So we're doing a lot of voicemail drops and that that's working out tremendously. Um, we're rolling out now texting as a follow-up system where, you know, you and I were talking about that. We'll see how that goes. I don't have mm-hmm. definitive numbers on that yet. We also do some cold calling, um, when, when we're, you know, in between drops and stuff like that. And we're huge on the follow-up game, huge odd orders. Now explain, explain, explain. Sorry, I don't, I don't want to cut you off, but sometimes I have to go back and make sure they understand the audience. What do you mean by voicemail drops? So we we just send out a voicemail. We record a voicemail, and uh, we it's it's ringless, so it goes directly into that motivated seller's voicemail box in their in their cell phone. And there's many many services to do this, guys. So if you if you want to look it up and see what what you can do, you can check that out. There's a number of them. Yeah. Where are you getting, because you're skip tracing, you do, you, your systems, obviously we talk a lot, so our systems are the same. Yeah. Where are you getting your numbers from? So we're skip tracing through REI Skip. We, we do batch skip tracing. So what that means is that we can send in like a list of, let's just say 10,000, right? Names and, and, and addresses. And we'll, we'll get that back. We'll send it in as a whole Excel, not a one-off transaction, like, like one by one. It'll just go the whole thing and they'll send it back. Cause you're doing volume. You want to, so we, we use REI skip as well too. A lot of the elite members already know that we talk about it in the group. It allows us to send, it allowed us to send off. We do 50,000 records a month. So we'll send those records off and those that come back. Now they don't, they don't all come back. There's no, if you, if you have a source where all your numbers are coming back, you're a genius. Um, but yeah, we, out of a 50,000, you know, you should see a good 40,000, 45,000 of those numbers come back. Now you got the numbers, you're doing your, your voicemails. Do you do any bandit signs in your market? Do you do PPC as in Google ads? We used to. Um, we figured out that we had to hone in on other strategies that were more um, cost effective because in our market, there's about three to five players that are some heavy hitting players that they're spending 20 to 40 grand a month in PPC, which is $1,000 a day. It's really not that uncommon. They're getting a lot of deals, but it, you'll get drowned out really quickly. So that's just not a space that we were willing to play in yet. So everything is going, looks like it's going well for you. You're growing. Kind of tell me about your last deal. 
All right. So the last deal, it actually was like two deals in the same week, but the last deal um, was a deal here in Miami. Where did it come from? What marketing channel did it come from? It, it was voicemail drop. It was a voicemail drop. And then we, we went out to the appointment. Actually, no, we didn't. I'm lying. We didn't go out to that appointment. That was a sign that I'm telling you about. So we actually, we, we followed up with this guy the first time we spoke to him. Um, didn't work out. He said, call me back next week. Anthony followed up. Anthony followed up. I have to give him tremendous credit because he just sticks with it and there's no stopping. So by the third week, it was down to us and this other guy, which is funny that the other guy's name is, I'm not going to mention it, but it was a friend of mine that was an acquisition manager. And you know who I'm talking about in this market, no longer here. So he over uh, offered, right? So I kind of had to match him on the phone. Um, with the seller. And I said, yeah, you know what? I'll give you 208. Um, that was the number. It was actually 2085 is where I went. And he said, all right, fine. And we said, look, but if we give you that number, this is another little line that you can use. If we give you that number, we need to have a signed contract today. We're going to e-sign it for you because we want to appropriate those funds to make sure that we can close on your house because we're viewing houses every day. Now, one of my things I'm thinking out loud here is that you're getting contracts over the phone. How you make a rant. First of all, you make a random phone call to a stranger, right? You know that they're on some type of list of motivation. It takes you that they, they, you end up talking to this individual and then you make an offer over the phone without seeing the house. And then you say, sign the document and you've, they've never met you. What type of confidence must you instill in the seller in order to gain their trust so that this is, this works out? I mean, you, you just, you have to build rapport on the phone. And, you know, I'm a firm believer that it's all about saying the right thing. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's that's a testament to Anthony and our script. So it's really just, it's this simple. Like, we want to buy your house. Have we agreed on a price? Yes, we have. Are we close? Sometimes you're going to be close. Fine. That's fine. But I would much rather lock in a deal today and then worry about a price reduction a week from now Mm -hmm. if I overpaid which happened. Mm-hmm. It happened on this deal and we got a price reduction and it ended up turning into a huge deal. So let's go more. So you've got this guy, you've been che- you're going back and forth for three weeks. You get a competitive deal. You offer 2085. He agrees to it. You says, I'm going to make you this offer, but you got to sign today. You send him the sign. He signs. Now, now what happens next? Um, well, I mean, we had the sign, So we had a, a seven day inspection mm-hmm. in, in that particular deal. Um, which is typical. We like to shoot for 10. Now we've become more aggressive with our offers. Now I'll give you a three-day inspection, especially if I know that I'm closing on it. Yeah. I'll give you a three-day inspection, no problem. And I'll beat out, I'll weave out almost 95% of all the wholesalers because no one, no one has a cash buyer's list like that and no one has the ability. Three-day inspection. Yeah, three-day. I'll do a one-day if I know for a fact I'm closing. Yeah. Or I'll do a zero-day inspection with, a, with an additional term that says subject to one walkthrough. So I can go there with my GC and I can make sure that my money was, was on the money for, or yeah, my, my estimate was on the money with him. Yeah. So, but anyway, so what happens is that we got it, we marketed it out. We actually co-wholesale that one and another one, um, with a really great guy down here. His name is Jim. He's like the, the granddaddy of wholesaling down here. Yeah. Um, shout out to Jim on that one. So he sold it for us. I mean, within a day we had like three or four viewings. And, um, what happened was that we, we had a, a buyer at 210 and obviously it was, it was only a $1,500 spread. So it was too close. 
And, but I knew that I could work a reduction, right? And this is a huge thing for all you guys listening out there. Even if we're doing a $29,000 deal, which we just did, um, we're closing on it next week, right? We, we sold it last month. And dude, that's a $29,000 deal. You better believe that I still went back to the seller and I was looking for a $10,000 reduction. I didn't get it. But I'm telling you, statistically speaking, 40 to 70% of the time, you're going to get a price reduction. You're going to get it. So tell me, you go back and ask for a price reduction. How does that go? What does that sound like? Well, actually, Anthony did this one. This is the first one that, <laughs> that I kind of threw him out there. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, man. He's, he's really, he's really coming. He's getting, he's getting, he's getting good then. He's, he's becoming a beast. He got like an $8,000 reduction on the thing. So the, the way that I run it is, is kind of just, listen, you know, um, all the cash buyers that come to my houses, right, that we're selling, um, they're all GCs and partners. So, um, you know, this person goes out there and they bid, right, on us. On, on, on the jobs and they all give us different estimates and we kind of just go back and have a conversation we say look we had anticipated that the rehab costs were going to be let's just say 30 grand right it looks like it's going to be 45 i'm not expecting you to give me a fifteen thousand dollar reduction but what i'd like for you to do is bite the bullet with me on half of it you know split the difference with me yeah i still want to close on this house i am wholeheartedly ready to move forward no more contingencies but i need it at this price for it to make sense that's it and what do you do? You just get an adjustment in a contract, new contract sent out? Yeah, I got an addendum. Addendum to the contract. So one page addendum, and, and it says the new purchase price, a buyer and seller agree the new purchase price is X. Got it. That's it. So, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm impressed. I mean, it, 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 over the last you know nine months, although the last, last nine months of us knowing each other, you've, you've really grown into what you're doing. You found your niche. And, and we've talked recently, and you're going even more deeper on the type of leads. And that's the type of stuff that I like to do because everybody knows I preach about two types of lead sources, your wide lead sources and your deep methods. And um, uh, for you guys don't know, we, we, we go wide and we go very deep and deep. When you go deep, you don't find any other wholesaler in that market because everybody preaches and talks about tax delinquent, probate and all these other things. So I congratulate you on growing you and Anthony Appreciate and, I, and I hope wish you mo more success. Now, this is a question I want to ask for our viewers because a lot of them are just starting sure. right with zero to very little capital. Mm -hmm. If you had to start all over again and you only had $2,000, what would you do from day one? I would cold call. I wouldn't make, waste my time on mail. Mm -hmm. I'd probably go down to the courthouse. The courthouse is your best friend. The county is your best friend. Figure it out. I'll leave it at that. Mm -hmm. um, I had to do it. You had to do it. So, um, yeah, I love just, it. I still go just, yeah, just, just what you need. And now we're, we're in such a society of 2018, man, especially in South Florida, like everything's online. Dude. You can find anything online. And I, and I mean, literally anything online. So don't even, and you mean, you mean from the courthouse? I mean, from like yeah. crazy sources, seriously, like there's it, it just the technology that you have right here. I mean, it's, it's scary without paying for it. You're saying, yeah. 100%. Yeah. You, you may pay like a $25 fee or something for, for like a list of, I don't even know. How Access to the city. Yeah. Just the yeah. Fee. And he's talking about, he's talking about, see, a lot of people say, well, where do I get my tax delinquent list? Where do I find my probate list? Or where do, it, it's more than, more than likely, unless you're in a smaller County than I am somewhere far away in the woods. Uh, like my buddy, big sip down in Mississippi, it is online. 
your tax delinquent properties from five years ago is a list online. And the truth is what they say. Once you put something online, it never goes away. It's somewhere, somewhere on the archives. Going back to your question is what I would do is that I would pound the phones, man. I'd pound the phones. If I had two grand, I mean, we started this business with negative equity and zero dollars. We ran that way for probably five months. Mm-hmm. Almost bankrupted myself with credit cards trying to do mail. <laughs> I mean, we, we've done it. We've done it all, you know, and uh, we've gone down that route. A lot of brain damage, but I definitely would say cold calling, man. You could get a mojo dialer, right, which is an auto dialer, triple line, 130 bucks with call recording. So you could dial out three lines at a time. I mean, Anthony was doing 600 to $800 a day, mm-hmm. you know, at one point. We were just bootstrapped the crap out of this thing, you know, and it's perfectly doable. I'd also do voicemail drops. I mean, it's, it's a really, really cheap system. I mean, for like five cents, you can, you can, you can blast it actually for a couple of pennies, you know, you can blast it out to, to as many people as you want. There's a number of services out there. You just need to find the one that, that you want to try. But yeah, that's what I would do. I'd cultivate my own list. If I knew back then what I know now, my business would have probably done a million bucks from, from the last year. So real quick, you're in the middle of the month of April. What have you done so far in revenue? 42,000. 42,000 and halfway through the month. All right, guys. So there you go. I mean, there, there goes William. He's here, South Florida. Um, you see he doesn't have a big office. It's him, his brother-in-law, and one virtual assistant. And uh, they've done $42,000 of revenue, and they haven't even hit the 15th of the month yet. So there you have it, man. William, any departing words? Where can people find you at online? Um, all that stuff. So online, I've recently, you know, over the last like month and a half, I've really taken a, an approach to Instagram, which I got to get better with doing stories and stuff. <laughs> Maybe I need to hire somebody like you. <laughs> you have like this professional following you around. Uh, so at Willie Numbers, W-I-L-L-Y Numbers, that's my Instagram handle. You know, you can find me on Facebook too, but I, I usually do everything on Instagram. Yeah. And that's it, man. I mean, if you're, seriously, if you're in South Florida and, and, and you're hungry and you got some experience or if you don't have experience or you're really hungry, I mean, by all means, you know, give me a shout and uh, we'll see if we can find a place. I'm going to give you 30 seconds to find the best candidate to work for you as an acquisition manager in South Florida. Start your pitch now. <laughs> My pitch right now? Go ahead, dude. This ticket. Yeah, you're going you're, you're, you're to get an acquisitions manager right from this podcast. I guarantee it. Well, I, I need somebody that honestly is very coachable, number one. Number two, is not afraid to do what I'm telling them to do because just know that you're going to be riding with me. I've done this. Like all the deals, I personally locked them up myself other than Anthony's on contract. So, you know, if you want to learn in the game, if you really want to get involved and if you really want to see the nitty gritty of what this is day to day, you come with me and I'll show you the way. I mean, I was mentored by one of the best down here. And uh, I, I, I mean, through you and through a couple other guys that are way higher level than me right now, like those are my direct guys every single day that I learn from. So I take pride in that. You know what I'm saying? So this isn't going to be some little fluff show. We really do deals. And, and I'll close on. Awesome, man. So there you got it. There you go. So if you're in if you're in South Florida and you're looking for a job, a way to get into real estate, you're a salesperson. You don't even have to know anything about real estate. Hit Willie up on Instagram, Willie Numbers, and and apply for a job with him. And I think he'd be he's Give an awesome shout, guy. Man. Yeah. And then you know Willie and I are friends, so I'll be down in Miami every uh, so often and and hanging out with you guys. But Willie, look, I really appreciate you being on the Wholesaling Houses Elite Podcast. Many success to you and Anthony, and uh, I'm sure we'll be talking again soon. 
Likewise, man. I really appreciate you guys having me. Thanks, brother. Thank you, man. Thank you for listening to the Wholesaling Houses Elite Podcast with Max Maxwell. Make sure to tune in next week to see what elite wholesaler will have in the hot seat.